And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. David said, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. It doesn't come by osmosis, Father. It has to be sought after. And that is to behold the beauty. I, he just want, he wanted to see how beautiful you are in your temple. That's where he wanted to inquire. And Father, that's what we want this morning. We want to behold your beauty. As your word goes forth, show us your beauty. Show us, Lord God, I pray, even as we come here to inquire of you. We lean hard on you. You said without you we can't do anything. But I thank God we are not without you. And so this morning we come leaning heavily on your master. Teach us, Holy Spirit. Take of Christ our Lord. Take of him and declare unto us. So we could be more like him. This we ask in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. This year you can have your baby. Don't forget that. Amen. That's what we said last week. Praise the Lord. I'm believing God. Amen. Whatever it is. I'm believing God. Amen. If you have a baby this year, you can have another baby. Amen. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. They said the more the merrier. Praise God. <laughs> oh, what a blessing. What a blessing. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. Since I want you to indulge me for a while this morning. I want to speak with you from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Do not turn there as yet. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I want to... Look at verse 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. But I know I won't look at all these verses. And I'll just tell you simply what it's about. And then I'll, I want to talk to you from my heart. It's really about Paul saying that he's going to preach the word of God as it is. He's not going to go down to the gift shop and get it packaged properly and make it somewhat palatable for everybody. But he said he's going to preach the word of God. Because if you don't do the word of God and preach it as is, we are going to diminish the power that's in the word of God. Amen. And so, you know, I've been hearing a lot of discussions, uh, you know, going on in Christendom, in the Christian world, um, on the need to remain a committed Christian. You know, in light of everything that's happening, if you listen, everybody's saying, man, I got to... I got to remain in Christ. There is a need to be committed to God. Amen. And of course, these discussions, as you know, came on the heels of, as I said, the recent helicopter crash. How many of you? That's a very tragic. It's very tragic, isn't it? Very hard, very heartbroken. I, you know, I pray for the families. Amen. Pray for the families. Pray for the families. And so, in light of all these difficulties heard, and of the challenges faced, you know, out there in the world. And should I say both in Christendom. Um, there is becoming an awareness that we need to effectively minister the word of God. Are you with me? I'm talking about effectively minister the word of God. The world and we as Christians need the truth. And I'm told that we need the truth told to us. Praise the Lord. Paul said, I'm going to teach the truth as is. People are dying every day. There's a lot of pain out there in the world. In the church too, but especially in the world. And so the big question is in Christendom is how do we reach the unsaved? And how do we retain 
our congregation. How do we retain the millennials? Two-thirds of, of the millennials are leaving the church their first year in college. How do we reach Generation Z, those born from 2000 to now? How do we reach them? Very, 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 very somber discussions. And, I, you know, I want you, I, I just want to share with heart this morning. Because um, from a worldview perspective, we all will agree that not only the United States, but the world is becoming less Christian every day. Hmm? Less Christian every day because, and this is why I think, I think it's because the foundation of our worldview is not entirely based on God's word. You can either have your perspective of the world based on God's word or your perspective of the world based on man's word. Are you with me? If it's based on God's word, then we have a foundation that is sure. If it's based on man's words, then anything and everything. Amen? Relativism, naturalism, which has become the science of the state. Anyhow, let me... <laughs> and so there is the burden is on us believers amen because what i'm afraid of and i'm going to read what common one commentator said is we are raising up a generation without the foundation which is god's word and we are sending them out there in the world to secular educational institutions and you can hear it. Many of our, many of our millennials and Generation Zs, they've been secularized. You know, just a, a total departure from the, the foundation of God's word. You know, what we need. And they don't have what I call a cure the foundation. Amen. And it's scary because they are, these are, the, these are the, the Generation Zs. These are the leaders of tomorrow. Leaders of church, I'm talking about church leaders. Isn't that scary? The foundation is not God's word. The future leaders of our generation, their foundation is man's word. Naturalism, everything can be explained through natural processes. And so that is why you and I, we need to wake up. We need to wake, are you getting what I'm saying? We need to what? We need to wake up. And preach Jesus. Jesus. Amen. You know people are saying. You know what's going on. I was listening. What's going on. It's very simple. If you raise a generation. Who no longer have a foundation. Where the absolute authority of the word of God. Is what is built on. Then we have nothing to stand upon. Answers in Genesis, I'm not sure if you, if you heard of that organization. Answers in Genesis did a general population research study. And they asked questions about the spiritual state of the nation. One of the questions they asked was, if you went, general population, amen? Regularly as a kid, do you smoke? And from the 60s, 22% said, we stop attending church. Well, in the 20s, our generation, 53% said i am no longer attending church this is the nation's this is our nation's future 
they said we're no longer attending church and one of the major reasons they cite for not attending church is because they see us claw and fight one another they see disagreements they see us not covering one another and so their organization out there looking out for them to sweep them up the very thing jesus said that they'll know you by what by our love for one another by our love for one another and so the devil is ensuring in the church there is confusion and they are looking and saying i don't want to be part of that let me go in a mosque somewhere where it's quiet and quiet are you with me i'm telling you what's happening out there what's happening in the schools last wednesday i had uh, when tuesday passed i asked that um I, I asked for prayer so i can i can start going to the schools are you with me i'm asking god to open up a door for me so i can go into our schools praise god and and get and get the kids thinking foundationally everything has to start with god's word which is christ jesus amen which is what christ jesus some churches respond in an attempt to keep the millennials and keep them engaged and 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 and, and protect or cover generation z this is what it's not me this is what the report said the report said this is what most churches are doing well well they're, they're, they're coming up with strategies and ideas mm, in an attempt to retain our youth uh, 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 to get swept away with, with what everybody's doing oh, oh that's what they're doing and it seems like it's working for them let's do it mm? so what's been working let's bring in a celebrity to speak i mean they've got 500 5000 book that's what the report is stating that's what some churches are doing mm? let's get a celebrity oh that will really grab them oh let's get someone brilliant who's full of charisma someone who's graced with oratorical skills let's bring them in and i guarantee you they'll grab them that they'll keep them paul said in second corinthians chapter 4 verse 2 to 6 is the very same thing that's going to keep the boomer generation the silent generation x generation z is only one thing that's going to keep them paul said it's only one thing and he said because that's the only one thing that's going to keep them i'm going to preach it as it is are you with me let's read our text paul said because brothers and sisters you will agree if you try to retain the congregation and try to reach the unsafe by bringing in celebrities or people who are graced or rhetorically how many of you would agree that's deceit that doesn't last because it's man's way of doing things let me tell you brothers and sisters let, let me share this with you you and i have to come to the resolve and i'm going to show you why it profits nothing it profits nothing he said what matters is what though he said it is the spirit that gives life he said the words that i speak to you they are what spirit and their life what they need is life. 
And the only way you can get give life is through the word of God, powered by the Holy Spirit. It is right there. It is the spirit that quickeneth. Quickeneth is to make a life. In Psalms 119 verse 63, David said, I will never forget your precepts. The word precepts is a title for God's word. He said, the reason why I will never forget your precepts is because by them you have quickened me. <laughs> People have said, well, you know, uh, you know, uh, let's hype them up. No, 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 no. No, that lasts that last for a little while. You know? There is... No, no, brothers and sisters. Our efforts, everything we do, is of no help. Except if it's empowered by the Holy Spirit. You remembered, and, and Paul is going to tell us in Second Corinthians chapter 4, he's going to tell us, and we'll read it in a while. He, he, he's saying the reason why our efforts are of no value or no help is because the bible says they are blinded it says the god of this world hath what blinded they got blinders on what can you and i do in our own strength when they got blinders on and he said paul said because they got blinders on i got to preach jesus are you with me i got to preach what jesus and that's what paul is going to do he said, I'm going to preach Jesus, and I'm going to preach Jesus openly. As it is, I'm not going to make smarters, because they need to hear that. It is only the word that's going to keep them, not tricks. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2 to 6, it says, Paul said, but I, I have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. That is what, that, that's what, that's what, the Bible calls you and I and in our own efforts to keep and grow anything. He calls it dishonesty. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2. But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking in what? Craftiness. Nor handling the word of God deceitfully. But by what? How, how he's going to do it? But by manifestation of the truth commending ourselves to every man's conscience he said i'm going to preach it and i'm going to leave it to your conscience because it's in the sight of god he said i'm doing it in the sight of god are you with me saints the word renounce here renounce the hidden things of dishonesty it, it, it's, it's it means a disgraceful way an underhanded way by calling a celebrity because they have ten thousand people on facebook that's underhandedness that's not the way we do church. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Mm -hmm. He said, we refuse to wear a mask and play games. He said, the next verse says, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God fully. What he's saying is we refuse to practice. Craftiness is a cunning, just clever ideas. And tampering with God's word. Craftiness speaks of just a, a, a readiness to adopt any device or trickery for the achievement of people's. Deceitfully is an ancient Greek word translated to. Uh, uh, it, it's only found here in the New Testament. And it means to dilute or to adulterate. Paul said, I'm not going to dilute the word. 
I'm not going to, because if you do, the word has lost its power. You want to diminish the word of God? Dilute it. And then you lose everybody. But if you preach the word, with the power of the word and the authority of the word, with the word of God being the foundation, then God has a responsibility to ensure that the word brings forth fruit. God has one obligation and that's to his word. Not to my opinion, not to your opinion. So what is Paul saying here? I did not mix the message of the gospel with human ingenuity or water it down to accommodate any audience. I didn't maneuver and manipulate behind the scenes. And I didn't twist God's word to suit me. But I preached the word honestly. I preached an honest gospel. It continues. I, I want to move quickly. He said, but by, how am I going to preach it? But by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. By manifestation of the truth also means I'm going to do it by way of an open statement of truth. That's what it means. Open, I'm going to do it openly. Openly and just as it is. Think about it. Think of the problems. Think of the gender issues we are having. Think about it. Should we have a male bathroom? Or should we have a female bathroom? Or should we have another bathroom? No, no, no. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters. Let me tell you. If, if, if we sit down and do nothing, it's going to get progressively worse. Are you getting what I'm saying? And the reason why all these issues are come, and just in light of what happened, of the crash, people are talking like that. In light of that, if, if, if we don't stand and do something, what I'm saying, if we don't start to think foundationally, man, we got to get to the point where we can defend the gospel. Are you getting what I'm saying? We can defend God's word and not talk about faith is only a feeling. Faith is in an object. Faith in God. And God is real. And your faith is as strong as, is as strong as the knowledge of your object. So if you know, if God is the object of your faith, if you know God, your faith will be strong. Uh, <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? The reason why many of us are so faithless is because we know little about God. <laughs> Every Christian has a responsibility. First Peter three fifteen, sanctify yourself and be ready to give an account of the hope that lies in you. Give a defense. Give a defense, and this is how you give a defense. You give a defense as an educated Christian, not as a brawler. Are you with me, people? Are, are you getting what I'm saying? So you don't you don't get mad be, 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 because people ask questions when people claim, "Well, I can explain. I can explain the Bible away through science." No, no, no. Science confirms the Bible. Let's sit down and talk. I don't believe in the Bible. Well, that's the problem. Can we sit down and talk foundationally? The reason why you think that way is because your foundation is wrong. But you don't tell them that. <laughs> Let's compare foundation because your foundation has to be man's word. My foundation is God's word. Come, let's reason together. Mm. Think about the problems. Think about the issues. I mean, if you have to look, if you look at the um, the statistics, you'll be surprised. <sighs> Anyhow, 
I got a wood to finish. Anyhow, amen. So Paul saying, um, this is how I'm going to preach it. I'm not going to use deceit and craftiness, but rather I'm just going to say it as it is. I'm just going to what? Say that is it. Because that's what, that's what manifestation means. It, may, it means an open statement of truth. I'm going to say that is, as it is. As I said earlier on, I'm not going to wrap it up as in a gift and make it palatable. Amen. Present it. That's the word. No. This is the word. Amen. I'll talk the truth in love. But you got to do it in love. Amen. That's why you don't criticize. But we got to speak the truth. And he said, I'm going to leave it to your conscience. I was listening to Charles Spurgeon. You know Charles Spurgeon. Everybody knows him. This is what Spurgeon said about this verse. He said, the preacher should either speak in God's name or hold his or her tongue. My bro he said, my brother, my sister, if the Lord has not sent you with a message, go to bed or go to school or mind your farm. For what does it matter what you have to say of your own? If heaven has given you a message, speak it out as he ought to speak, who is called to be the mouth of God. He's saying, if not, brother, sister, be quiet because souls are at stake. People out there are dying, going to a lost eternity every day. And we've got the truth, we've got the answer. What are we fighting about? We need to come together. Jesus said that is what's going to work. The world cannot be together. The world doesn't know what peace and unity is. And if we come together, God is going to use the peace and the unity and the togetherness as a light. And they're going to look at light and light is attractive. Ah. Glory be to Jesus. So why did Paul adopt this approach? Verse 3. Can you go to verse 3? Quickly, verse 3. He said, but if our gospel is hid, the word hidden there means cover up, veiled. It is hid to them that are lost. How many of you in the church, there's a lot of lost folks in the church? I, 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 I'm done taking it for granted now that everybody's saved. <laughs> I've been speaking... Well, let me move on. Let me move. I got I got a word to finish. So he said, if the gospel is covered up, it is because of if it's covered up, it's not because of us. Amen. It's not because of any underhandedness, any because it's not because of our maneuvering behind the scenes, but it's because of verse 4. Verse 4 said, In whom the God of this world hath blinded what? The minds of them which believe not. That is why our own efforts cannot work. You are coming up against a devil who has a lot of experience. You are coming up against a devil who was the prince and, and over worshiping heaven. He was over, he knows. He's been in the game a long time. That is why brothers and sisters, in 2020, we need to come up. We kept saying spiritual vision. We need to start living where God is. So God can reveal to us what's happening behind the scenes. So God can do what? Reveal to us what's happening in the scenes. You remember the story of Job, right? The story of Job is a classic story. You have, you have a conversation took place in heaven. And then when, as a result of the conversation, something is happening on earth. And what you have three guys, you know, Job was a leader in there. He was a leader. Uh, today we could say he was part of the government, maybe on the Senate or the House. Amen. 
and his friends were. So you have the educational elite of Job's day discussing what's going on and they have no clue. <laughs> no clue. They miss it. And that's what's happening. And these are the educational elites of Job's day. Those who we call, uh, who we refer to as being part of the upper echelon of society. No clue. And that's what's happening. That's what's happening out there. They have no clue. They miss it because they have no power with God. A conversation took place in the heavenlies. And here, Eliphaz, the team, and I telling Job, no. It's such and such. Job is saying, no, I didn't do anything. He looked to the other friend. No, it's such and such. And a young man is sitting there listening to that. You see, you see, if these three men, three, if these three friends of Job's were alive today, everything they said would be on podcasts. Yeah. We would take it and put it on the internet like it's the truth. But it's not the truth because they have no power with God. It's today we have men and women who have no power with God wanting to lead. And that's a problem. That is why we are where we are as the church. Everything is our own effort, our own way of doing things. And the Bible tells you, these guys, they have no idea that the devil has to report like an ordinary, just an ordinary nothing to God. He still has to come stand in line and report. They do not know that, but here they are. The educational elites of our year. Well, I think it's because Job. No, dude, you missed it. You missed it, bro. There is a veil. And God said, the only thing that can pierce that veil is the light of the gospel. You cannot, you cannot do that. Paul told us, Paul said, lest the light of the glorious gospel break through and uncover that veil. Then God has given them the opportunity. But you and your trickery calling celebrities, calling people who are well known on Facebook, it will not work. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. So he said, he said, lest the light of what? The glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of Christ, should shine unto um, I see time. Lord have mercy. Time is moving rather quickly. <sighs> Lord Jesus. They cannot see or hear the light of the glorious gospel of, of Christ. The only way we are going to reach this generation and keep this generation when they get saved is by the manifestation of the truth. By preaching the truth. Amen. By making an, an open statement of truth. Not by mixing the message. Not by trying to be nice and trying to be kind. You got to say it in love though. Are you with me? Jesus had no problem with the ordinary people. Jesus' problem was with the leaders. His problem was with whom? The leaders. And that's the problem. Because they think they got it and they don't. They always miss it because they don't walk in the spirit. That's why, brothers and sisters, we said this year 2020, spirit, 
You got to live there, breathe there. And the way you do that is you fellowship with Jesus hard. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.